Welcome back to At The Buzzer. I'm your host, Dean McComb, alongside my co-hosts, Andrew Lubliner and Tyler Fertel. And in today's episode, we will be previewing the 2022 NBA Finals. We have a brand new finals matchup that we haven't seen before. I don't know if it's happened before in history, but at least not in recent history, it hasn't happened. And it is between, from the Eastern Conference, the Boston Celtics, and representing the Western Conference, the Golden State Warriors. So to talk about both teams' paths, uh, the Celtics have notably had a pretty hard uh, schedule to get into the NBA Finals. They had to beat the star-studded Brooklyn Nets, who they swept in four games. Then they beat the Milwaukee Bucks in seven games, and then they just beat the Miami Heat in seven games. And now for the Warriors, they beat the Nuggets in round one in five games, the Grizzlies in six games, and then the Mavericks in the conference finals in five games. So first, we're going to preview the matchups and all of that, and then we're going to get into our final uh, series prediction. So Tyler, why don't you start off with uh, what you think is going to go down in this series? Um, so I'll start off kind of talking about the Celtics road to the final. I've been extremely impressed with the Celtics uh, so far this postseason. Um, they've really, really put it all together. They beat a good Nets team in the first round. And I don't think anyone uh, wasn't surprised to see the Celtics sweep the Nets. I don't think anyone except, uh, expected that. So when I saw that happen, it, I knew that the Celtics had something special going there. But then they went and beat the Bucs, a team, the reigning champs, one of the best players, if not the best player in the NBA in Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, and then they went and won another seven-game series against the Heat and beat them in game seven again. Um, so, I mean, just just a fabulous road to the finals for the Celtics. It's been really, really impressive. Um, and I think that they've really, they've really combined their great defensive mindset with really good offense by Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, even Marcus Smart, Al Horford, um, good minutes from Robert Williams and Peyton Pritchard and all these guys. And so they're a really well-rounded team. Um, and they'll be facing another really well-rounded team in the Warriors who have had probably the easiest road to the finals that I've seen in recent history, uh, maybe other than the Suns last year. Um, but the Warriors, like Dean said, they faced the Nuggets in the first round, then the Grizzlies, and then the Mavericks. Second round playoff or second round matchup, I think, was probably the toughest for them. They're facing a really feisty Grizzlies team. Um, and I think that they're really, really thankful about this break. They get They got three extra days, four extra days in the Celtics um, because that Celtics series went seven games. Well, uh, well, the Warriors went five games. Um, and so I just, I don't know. They, they have a boost in stamina, that's for sure. But I don't know. The Celtics have everything going for them right now. So I think this is going to be an enticing and close series. Um, yeah, I agree with everything uh, Tyler just mentioned. Um, I, I saw that the Warriors' path was pretty difficult despite – um, like what you may think, you know, because I think a lot of people are probably looking forward to them playing the Suns uh, potentially in the Western Conference Finals. But at this time of year, it's really about what team is the hottest. I think going into the playoffs, you wouldn't have said that the Celtics are the best team in the Eastern Conference, but they've been hot the last few months of the NBA season and they're the hottest team in the East right now. And that showed um, in this series against Miami, being able to uh, gut out a gutsy game seven win in Miami but I think that the Warriors are kind of just firing on all cylinders right now. And regardless of whatever team they've played, no one's really been able to stop them offensively. I think the Warriors might not be the best defensive team, but they have 
obviously a former defensive player in the year, Jamon Green, and like other really good defenders um, that I think are going to help them out. But I think the chess match is going to be like the Warriors offense versus the Celtics defense because those are those two team strong suits. Um, and I think the series could be a long series if the Celtics uh, can contain uh, the Splash Brothers and maybe even the Splash, uh, maybe, you know, Jordan Poole is probably part of that now um, because he's been electric these playoffs. But uh, the Warriors offense has been unguardable in the playoffs uh, so far. And I'm, I'm not sure what the Celtics are going to do, but they're going to have to do something because right now, like every, every game, either Jordan Poole, Clay, or Steph goes for like 30. Um, and if the Celtics want to win this series, then they're going to have to stop that from happening. Um, I'll be very curious to see if they put Marcus Smart on Steph or if they put like someone that's like bigger, like maybe like Jalen Brown or like just someone that's longer. Um, I think that'll be interesting. Um, and I also think it'll be interesting because the Celtics sometimes play a really big lineup um, with like Al Horford and Tice and Tatum and Grant Williams. Um, whereas the Warriors play a lot of small ball with like Kuminga and like Draymond Green playing center. Um, Kayvon Looney hasn't played uh, that much uh, in the past couple of series for them as they've reverted back to a lot of their small ball. So I think that'll be another interesting thing, but um, you know, I think, between the Celtics seller defense and the uh, Warriors seller offense, we're in for a good series. Yeah, I definitely think it's going to be a very, very interesting series. And I also agree with both of you guys. I think this is the series is going to go the distance. I think that there are many X factors on both teams. I mean, you have Jordan Poole, who when if Clay and or Steph, uh, if Clay and or Steph are off, you have Jordan Poole as maybe the third splash bro to maybe sort of carry the Warriors offensively. At least he can drop 30 any given night, basically. Now it seems like. And then you have, uh, for the Celtics, Marcus Smart emerged as a defensive player of the year candidate and ended up winning the award. And he can literally clamp up anyone at any given time. So it's going to be really interesting to see uh, how the Celtics defense sort of uh, comes together to try and guard the electric Warriors offense. And I think that it's just going to come down to like Jason Tatum versus Stephen Curry, who can elevate their team because those are the two stars on each team. So if one of those players on those teams can uh, rise to the occasion, then I think that's going to be the team that comes up on top. And obviously there's a huge disadvantage for the Celtics because of the experience. They have a total lack of experience compared to the Warriors. I mean, Steph and Clay have so much championship experience and Draymond, and I don't even think has anyone on the Celtics even made the finals. I don't think so. Yeah, because I know I think any Horford, of their like prominent players. Have. Yeah, because like I know like Al Horford, like he's like one of the oldest players on their team, and he hasn't even made the finals yet. So I mean, it's it's going to be uh, an up uh, an uphill battle for the Celtics. So it'll be definitely very interesting to see if they can rise to the occasion and overcome the very talented and experienced Golden State Warriors team. Um, kind of talking a little bit more about the matchups as well here. I think one of the X factors of the series is going to be the rebounding. Um, these are two teams that take a lot of outside shots that are going to miss a lot of outside shots. And one of the key factors to the golden state warriors five game win, uh, or five game series win against Mavericks was 
their rebounds and kept Kavon Looney. Kavon Looney was extremely impressive, um, beating out Dwight Powell, beating out Maxi Kleba on the on the boards. And you know what? He's gonna have a lot tougher of a task this series. He's going up against two good rebounding centers or big men in Robert Williams, who's known for his rebounding and blocking, along with Al Horford. So I think that if the the, the Celtics can control the rebounding, then I think that that gives them a lot bigger of a chance to win just because you don't want to give Steph and Clay the chance to shoot one to two threes per possession. That's where you get in trouble because they're destined to make one of them. So I think that that's one big thing. Another big, big, uh, another big thing I think is going to be who guards Jason Tatum. Will it be Draymond Green or will it be Andrew Wiggins? Those are two extremely good defensive players. I think that they can really put either of them either of them on them. It's going to be interesting to see who Ime Udoka wants to guard, who who he wants Tatum to be guarded by. I don't know if he has a preference, but uh, if Tatum can get going, I think that the Celtics look good. But if Draymond and Wiggins are good defending Tatum, I don't know if the Celtics can really do much just because the the Warriors are so high powered. Uh, They have such a high powered offense. They have so many different options. I mean, Wiggins, what hasn't been very good offensively in this tournament, but you know what? He was an all-star. I don't know if he deserved to be an all-star starter, but I think he deserved to be an all-star. He can get going. Draymond, one of the best big men passers in the NBA. Clay gets going from three all the time. As we know, game game six Clay can emerge at any time, especially in the finals. And you know what? Steph, Steph could go off for 50 whenever game, uh, whenever game he wants. So you know what? Celtics are going to really, they're going to have to equally shoot or outshoot the Warriors in this series to win. And you know what? That's a tough task, but I think that that is one of the Celtics only options. They're going to have to out-rebound and out uh, and outshoot the Warriors just because that's the, that those are some of the Warriors biggest, uh, that's been some of their busy, biggest successes so far this tournament. So uh, yeah. Um, yeah, one thing about the, uh, who's guarding Jason Tatum, my prediction is that Andrew Wiggins will start on him at least. I think it's an easier matchup for him just because, like, obviously Draymond Green is a great defender, but having to guard Jason Tatum who plays, like, at least 40 minutes every game, I feel like Tatum will be able to beat Draymond off the dribble a lot and wear him down. And I don't. I think at times, like, you'll see Draymond on him a lot like maybe if there's a possession at the end of the game, you need one stop, like you could put Draymond on him. But if this series is going six, seven games and Tatum is playing 40, 42 minutes a night, I don't see how Draymond Green's going to have the stamina to keep up with him because, you know, he's not moving as much off the ball as like Curry and Clay are, but, you know, he has the ball in his hands a lot and he's driving to the basket a lot um, and he creates a lot of separation on his drives. Um, so I think Wiggins will start out on him. Um, but I think uh, the X factor for the Celtics this year is going to be Jalen Brown because he, he like Jalen Brown has been good these playoffs. And I don't mean to like say that he hasn't performed well, but there hasn't really been many times this playoffs where like, wow, like Jalen Brown is like a superstar, but like he has that potential as we've seen, he hasn't really had like a breakout game yet. I don't think he's really had like a signature game. And I think if Wiggins is occupied uh, because of Tatum, Clay isn't the same defender he was before. Um, Steph can't guard him. I love Jordan Poole, but he can't guard him. So now you're talking about like, you know, I mean, I I assume they're going to put Clay on him because I don't think they're putting Draymond or Kevon Looney or Kaminga or anyone that I don't know if I'm missing anyone. But I think this is going to be Jalen Brown series to win, honestly, um, because I, I think he's going to be able to feast. I think they're going to 
Um, I think they're going to put all their uh, attention defensively to Tatum. Uh, and then, you know, I mean, we'll see. I mean, Marcus Smart has been shooting unbelievably, like from three of these playoffs. He went from like not being able to shoot at all last year in the playoffs to now all of a sudden being like an elite three-point shooter. Um, and same thing with Grant Williams. He was like the best like three-point percentage in the NBA this year. And, you know, these guys have been good for them in the playoffs. And if they keep shooting that, like same with Al Horford, like you can make an argument he was their most valuable player uh, in, in some games during the playoffs this year. Um, so I think, you know, if those role players are clicking and all the attention is on Tatum, like it's going to be on the role players and, you know, the number two, three, four options for the Celtics to win this series. It's not just going to be Tatum that wins it for them. Yeah, I completely, uh, Dean, I'm going to say something really quick here, but I completely agree with you on uh, that Jalen Brown has to be huge in this series. Um, but what I disagree on with you is I think Jalen Brown ha- has emerged as a superstar in the NBA. I think that he has shown the ability to not only play defense, but to create his own shot, to kind of score from any part on the floor, to show his athleticism. And I think that the, the, the Celtics keeping him on their team because they understand that he is the perfect fit for Tatum. He, he gives Tatum the opportunity to relax for a second while staying in the game and gives him the opportunity to have someone be the ball handler when he isn't. I think Jalen Brown is the perfect player for Tatum in this series. Um, and I believe that he's the reason why the Celtics are going to have a chance in the series, just because it's going to be, a, it's going to be a matchup between Clay Thompson and Jalen Brown. Everyone knows that. I think that the better shooter, the better player in the series wins their team, the series. So it's going to, that's going to be interesting, but I think Jalen Brown is a superstar and I can confidently say that. I just wanted to highlight something that I think is sort of flying under the radar in the series. And that's the importance of both of these teams, role players, because a bunch of role players on both these uh, teams, both the Celtics and Warriors, have definitely emerged as huge contributors to both of their finals runs. And so I think that players such as Derek White, Grant Williams, and then for the Warriors, Gary Payton, who's coming back, who's been injured basically the entire uh, playoffs, Otto Porter and Kavon Looney. I think that those guys sort of are like flying under the radar. Like I said, I think that uh, in a series like this, where a bunch of uh, the star players may be getting heavily covered by the other team and could be a little nervous, maybe Jason Tatum gets a little nervous to start the series. Same with Jalen Brown. It's their first time in this uh, important of an atmosphere. I think that uh, players who may come off the bench are going to be huge contributors, hit some big shots, and that could definitely turn the tide in this series. So now we are going to move on to our predictions I'm going to go to Andrew for a serious prediction. Um, so I think, you know, I, I always like to say someone's going to win in seven um, just because I like watching basketball, especially playoff basketball and NBA finals. Um, and I'm not sure if I completely think um, this series is going to go seven. Um, but for the sake of this, I'm going to say that the Warriors are going to win in seven. Um, the reason why I'm picking the Warriors is that they're the most experienced team. They've had an easier road to the playoffs, as we discussed. Not that it wasn't, you know, not that there weren't challenges, but I think the Celtics are really drained. And I think the Warriors are going to come out and smack the Celtics in game one. And I honestly think they're going to go up 2-0. And from there, I just don't think the Celtics win four game, uh, four games out of five. Um, because I think the Warriors have so much good momentum going right now. The Celtics have struggled um, a lot in the Miami Heat series. 
to score when they need, especially in the half court. It's kind of just give Tatum or Brown the ball and let them cook. Whereas the Warriors offense has so many options. It's just constantly moving, constantly rotating. Um, And I think, you know, I think the Warriors role players are going to show up bigger than the Celtics role players just because of experience and that culture. And I also think home court is going to be huge. I don't think the Warriors are going to lose at home. Um, in this playoffs, which is why I think they're going to win the finals in seven, but I'm looking forward to a very exciting series. Well, I'm not going to reveal my prediction just yet, but I think that this is going to go down as one of the best finals in NBA history. I'm going to say that now. I think it's a back and forth NBA finals. I think both teams have a very, very good shot to win the series just because they match up so well that it just might come down to the slightest little things but I think that the Warriors are going to pull it off in seven games, just like Andrew. Um, I think that it comes down to experience. I think it comes down to the ability to have more players that can create their own shot. I don't know. I just think, I think the Warriors have the edge in the series just because they had, they've had a little bit of an opportunity to boost their stamina, to not go straight back to practice. And they, I don't know, it's the two best defensive teams in the league but I think that it is going to come down to the offensive side of the ball. And I think that the Warriors have more versatility on, on the offensive side of the ball. Like Andrew said, I think that they've like, they don't lose at home. Like Andrew said, and you know what? I like, I like them in the series. I was leaning towards the Celtics since the Celtics beat the heat. They looked very, very good until those last 20 seconds of the game, but they showed some insecurities. They showed some inse- uh, inconsistency. And I just think that the Warriors can expose that. And uh, so that's why I'm going with Warriors in seven. All right, so I have a slightly different prediction than both of you guys. Like Tyler said, and like everyone has mentioned over this episode, this is definitely going to be an electric series, but only one team can come out on top, and I'm going to go with the more experienced team, the Golden State Warriors, to take this. I have it going in six games, however. I just think that it'll be back and forth. I think that uh, each team... It'll go Warriors win game one, Celtics game two, and then it'll go back and forth. And then I have a not really a bold prediction anymore since this is sort of a known thing, but I have game six clay activating in game six and helping the Warriors uh, sort of break that um, break that uh, evenness in the series. So I have the Warriors winning four two. I think it's going to be an amazing series. And I know this isn't a tradition anymore. We're going to do a shot clock really quick. We all have the Warriors winning. Let's hear the finals MVPs for the shot clock question. And this should be interesting because Steph Curry, he's the best player on the Warriors, obviously, but he does not have a finals MVP in his career. So will he get his first this year? We'll go with Andrew first. I think if the Warriors are going to win the series, um, Steph has to win finals MVP. Um, And that's not the discount, like, what Draymond Green does for this team or Clay or Jordan Poole or anyone else. Um, they have a great supporting cast around him, but if the Warriors are going to win the series, which I think they are, he's going to show up big time. Um, he's going to average the most points. He's going to hit big shots. Um, and yeah, he's going to win foul MVP if they win the series. All right. Respectable answer. Tyler, 24 seconds on the clock. Ready? Begin. Andrew stole the words straight out, of my, straight out of my mouth. I think that if the Warriors win the series, Steph Curry is the finals MVP. He's going to drop 30 a night if they win the series. And you know what? That's really all to it. So I'm going to change the question really quickly. I think that the most valuable player 
for the series if the Warriors win will be Andrew Wiggins. He's going to have to lock up on the defensive side of the ball, either to Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum, and he's going to have to provide some value, valuable, valuable offensive plays. And you know what? I like I like him, but he's going to have to excel in the finals of the Celtics or if the Warriors want to win the series. All right. Now I will go. Um, for my finals MVP, I'm not going to go with Steph Curry because uh, I don't want him to get a finals MVP. I'm going to go with Clay Thompson, and it's just going to follow my narrative that Game Six Clay will win the Warriors the series, and I think he's going to have a great series overall. He's a great perimeter defender. I'm sure he'll play really good defense on whoever he's guarding, whether it's Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, whoever it is. And like I said, to follow the narrative that Game Six Clay wins the Warriors the NBA Finals. He might win finals MVP because of that. Anyways, that's going to do it for this week's episode of At The Buzzer. Uh, Make sure you follow us on all social media platforms, and we'll see you next time.